0: Welcome everyone to this week's episode to tune in with Dr. Monica and Melissa we're here this week to talk to you a little bit about resilience before we do that really quickly a little bit about me I am a mama entrepreneur here in the heart of the finger lakes and made a transition over the last 10 years into building a world around health and wellness after retiring from a 10 year career in finance. And during that time, making that transition is when I found Dr. Monica and have just loved getting to know her as her own journey unfolded in this world. So Dr. Monica, a little bit about you and then let's jump right in and talk about what resilience means to you.
1: Hi everyone, I'm a doctor of physical therapy and my biggest passion in life is exploring how people can experience or get closer to their innate capacity as a human being. I spend my time looking into how to make that possible for each individual that I come into contact with and being able to guide them through their process of enjoying life to the capacity that they would like to, and what will best serve them to get there, stay there, and then expand their capacity from where they currently believe it's at, which is never, where it actually exists.
0: I love that. And I just want to let you all know when you're listening, we're here not only for you to tune into us, but we really want to be here to help you tune into you. Our weekly wellness conversations are all about creating your best life right now. So Dr. Monica, tell me what resilience means to you, especially over the last few years. I think it's something that many of us, whether we had it or not, had to (laughs) develop a greater capacity for And it's such a beautiful concept when it comes to everything from our mental health, our emotional well-being, our physical health, and just our spiritual reality in this life. So what is resilience to you?
1: Well, Resilient holds a special place in my heart. It's the name of one of the signature programs that I have made to basically teach you your level of toughness, like how tough can you be and how Flexible within that toughness can you become. The program guides you through that, through movement and exercise. And in general, in life, your resilience is your capacity to withstand or to recover from difficulty. It's applicable to everything. It's the ability of our own self to spring back into shape from Any weights, pressures or experiences that have been put on us, it is one of the most important things to cultivate in our systems, so that we can make it through the trials and tribulations of life that exist for every single one of us and will continue to exist for us until the end of time, no matter what, because there's duality in this world with all of the great days come some harder times so that we can push through those and get to even greater days. And Our ability to be resilient through that affects our experience in a way where we don't, if you trust your own resilience, you don't have to go into a fearful state when things get difficult. You can move through difficulties in a way where you're trusting that your internal self Uh, Your internal body and your physical self can make it through that thing, whatever it may be, with a level of resilience where you come out on top in a better space, even if it's super rough.
0: I appreciate that. And one of the things I love to think about is doing this exercise in yoga teacher training a number of years ago, where we had a timeline of our lives and we really started to map out over the years, the highlights, the lowlights, the tough times, the accomplishments and anything really noteworthy, you know, when I fell in love or I had a significant relationship or met a special friend, all of those things went onto this life map, this timeline. And what I was truly able to see is all of the peaks and valleys. And what became really apparent to me is that During those valleys is when I was always developing resilience and then coming back up to that peak, developing resilience. And if we're lucky in our lives, we actually expand the capacity for our highs and lows with resilience. Absolutely. I think it's really important to realize it's not just to have higher highs, when we have lower lows, but we have resilience, it expands all of us, our capacity to love, our capacity to experience joy, our overall vitality in life, how long we're here on this planet, all of that is expanded through those opportunities. And so if we can begin to look at both the blessings and the lessons as a way to really live our best lives right now, I think that we're really doing something special. So what have been some of your greatest teachers in your journey, Monica, when it comes to developing your own resilience? And tell me a little bit about this signature program.
1: Biggest, best teachers in my life, according, or related to resilience. I mean, I think that our difficulties or our struggles or our pain in life allows us to like you were saying develop our re- resilience on a bigger level because the truth is if you know if you're still functioning if you're still alive and living after that you made it through the thing and as long as we are paying attention and we don't numb ourselves out you learned a lot through those things a large resilience factor or lesson in my life has been heartache that I've gone through i don't know how many people know this but i have hashimotos So learning about how to function through that optimally and learning the ins and outs of being strong and resilient while having to to navigate that world of having an autoimmune disorder has been super interesting for me and something that has given me a lot of strength and the ability to conquer some other hard things in my life for a very long time I had been very afraid of failing and in yoga doing a handstand without assistance was an incredibly difficult thing for me to do because energetically that fear of failing transitioned or was parallel to the fear of physically falling and I think that Quote unquote failing or falling in life is one of the biggest teachers of resilience. That's one of the things that has carried over, and you know, your perception of heartbreak or shifting business plans. We all have our own independent examples of how we fail or fall in life, and that can really develop a person's resilience as long again as you're paying attention to the information that comes through that process of navigating that entire space in terms of a teacher that I use on a daily basis to help with my resilience is the development of good habits because we don't have the time to make decisions over and over and over again, hundreds of thousands of decisions throughout our day that are going to be optimal for our health and help us be resilient individuals. So if you can habitualize certain actions in your day that are feeding your resilience, you are setting yourself up for success and becoming more and more resilient over time. And then every so often you step back and take a look from the outside, looking in at those habits that you've developed and you reassess, are these habits one by one still good for me? Are they still serving me in the best way or do I no longer need that habit anymore? And do I replace it with something different? So if you, as a listener are curious about how to improve your level of resiliency, one of the first things to do is to look at your habits in your life. Good habits, bad habits, and neutral habits. For example, how do you put your pants on in the morning? I bet right now, if you thought about it without moving your body, you probably don't know which leg you put into your pants first in the morning. However, I would place... A $1,000 bet that 90% of the people who are listening to this podcast, put the same leg first into their pants every single morning and have been doing it the same way for a very long time. So that would be a a potentially what we would think is a neutral habit, right? Who cares what leg I put in first into my pants in the morning? (laughs) However, try tomorrow morning. When you get up, you're going to put your pants on and notice which leg you automatically put into your pants first. That's your habit. Now, try to do it the other way. For some of us, it's going to feel super easy. For some of us, it might be a little bit difficult. And for some of us, you might feel like you might fall over. For all of us, if we can make that change tomorrow morning of starting to put the opposite foot through your pants in the morning, you are increasing your neurological resilience, because it is a novel movement until it's not. So by next year, if you continue to put the new leg into your pants in the morning first, it's no longer going to be a novel movement for you. So then you could switch it back or you could try (laughs) closing your eyes and putting your pants on. There's ways that we can take things that we do on a regular basis and... Make them novel enough where it's improving our neurological resilience in our body. Another good practice is when you take a shower in the morning or whenever you take a shower to close your eyes when you're reaching for the shampoo or doing certain things in the shower, you'll have to use your senses more. And so it wakes your senses up. Can you brush your teeth with the opposite hand? Could you brush your teeth and stand on one foot so that you're balancing while you're brushing your teeth and working on your balance? I give that one to my clients all the time. If they're working on balance issues, there's ways to improve your resilience in life that don't have to take any more time out of your day because you're just going to switch your habits around. You're just going to create a different habit for a little while until that feels easy. And then you create a different habit around that. When we start to look at these things, we can play games with ourselves and make life a little bit more interesting. You don't have to do it with everything, but if you could every month pick one thing that you're going to flip and do a different way that's not habitual anymore, the difference that that will have neurologically in your central nervous system is incredible. And it's not hard. It just takes the attention.
0: Yes. I love how you're talking about new habits and the neurological impact, because whenever I think about resilience, Monica, I think about the myelin in our body, right? The the conductive tissue. I think about resilience as how well we are myelinated in our lives. And so habits kind of become that protective sheath, but also changing them and adding to them and shifting them. I think it's so fun and I can't wait tomorrow to try to put on my pants with a different leg and get into the shower and try to close my eyes and do everything without having to see it and take it in through different senses. So thank you. That's so much fun. I would love to know as we close out for today, for anybody out there who's looking on creating new habits in their life or trying something new. Maybe they want to take up running. Maybe they want to be a better reader. Maybe they want to be someone who hikes or does yoga on a daily basis, but they don't yet. What is something that they can do in order to support them in that change?
1: This is one of my most favorite techniques to teach because of how effective it is. I also think that it's really great to put play and fun and silliness on purpose into our daily lives. And for people that have children like you, Melissa, that is something that comes probably pretty easy because you've got a little one running around. There's a constant reminder to be silly and playful. I don't have children. So I do have to remind myself life can get serious sometimes and it's so useful to put this silliness in there, but it's also useful health wise, on a neurological level to in a way where you are more able to have success building a habit, if you focus on the change and the building of the habit first, before you actually try to challenge the rest of your system to create something. So there is an effective order of operations here. Here's the technique. Pick a habit that you would like to create. It can be anything. It can be writing for a period of time in the morning. It can be becoming a runner. So let's label it as becoming a writer or consistently writing, becoming a runner or consistently running, doing a walk every single morning or night or things like that. I'm not going to spend too much time listing the different things, but you can apply it to your life. So You're coming up with a habit that you would like to integrate into your day develop the habit by making it ridiculous and silly for you to say no to the action that you are trying to make into a habit. For example, let's say that I would like to make running a consistent thing in my life. Instead of starting out by trying to run a 5K, which may be something that I'm completely capable of doing, But let's say it's not easy, because if it was easy, I'd already probably be doing it. But let's say that that would be a little bit challenging for me, but I know I could do it. My brain will do everything in its power to talk myself out of running a 5K every morning because it's a pretty weighted thing. It's gonna take a little bit of time, I'm gonna get pretty tired, and have to shower afterwards and do all these things. However, what if I told myself, I'm going to run for two minutes every morning, It's ridiculous if I talk myself out of that. I could laugh at myself for talking myself out of running for two minutes in the morning. And here's the trick. You don't run for longer than two minutes. You're literally gonna go outside or run around your house for only two minutes. (laughs) minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Only two minutes. You're setting a timer. You're doing that every day for a week. Then you can increase it in a comfortable amount of time. But for the first three weeks of the habit, It needs to stay at a level that feels silly for you to talk yourself out of because the rate of effectiveness of you talking yourself out of that habit will go down drastically. So we start with the two minute rule for a week and then keep it ridiculous for three weeks until the habit is there. And then you can start to effectively increase time or resistance if it's weight training or something like that. So let's apply this to writing. If you want to write consistently every day, you are going to set a timer to only write for two minutes every morning or every night for the first week, because you won't talk yourself out of it. You just have to develop the memory pattern to remember to do the action. And that's where you're developing that habit first. And then I'm telling you, it becomes so much easier to stay consistent with the Increases in whatever you're doing once you've developed the habit already.
0: Thank you so much for that practice. I remember hearing long ago how most people don't get started with new things because they don't want to be seen at the bottom, right? And then the idea that in order to be good, you first have to be bad. And in order to be bad, you have to get started. So thank you for listening, everyone. You have a tip here. If there's something in your life that you want to integrate, you want to start writing that book of yours, you want to get ready for that marathon in a few years, whatever it is that you want to do here is an easy way to get started. So thank you, Dr. Monica. Stay tuned for our next episode where we dive a little bit deeper into the power and value of community when it comes to our health and wellness. And... If you want to know more, check out our first sponsor for the show.
1: Today's episode is brought to you by the Synergy Retreat. As two women on a mission to spread health and connection to the people we love, my co-founder and wellness superwoman, Erica Palachelli, and myself, Dr. Monica Leslie, have built a retreat like nothing we have ever seen before. September 15th through 17th, we are bringing people together in such a way that will feed your soul and allow you to rewrite your story around what you're capable of. Through thriving connection, incredibly nourishing food and new experiences, you will leave this retreat with a full cup, new friends, deeper relationships, and an expanded perspective and reality of how freaking good you're capable of feeling. What if there was a way to move through life with ease and inspiration? What if every morning you could wake up feeling truly alive and excited to meet the day? We've curated a comprehensive team of experts that are about to show you the path to this reality. No two hours in this weekend are the same. As a participant, you get to experience all of these different wellness practices, tips, tricks, and methods, and see how they feel in your body take what serves you, leave what doesn't, and have a blast with all of it. This will be a very high vibe retreat that will leave you feeling nourished, inspired, connected, and confident in how to continue on this path well into your future. And I'll let you in on a little secret. If you join us for our signature launch, you'll get the first dibs on our next one. Visit thesynergyretreat.com for more information or check the podcast description box for the link.